Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Let's go. Let's start. I'm excited. You have 20 seconds to answer. So this player led the Golden State Warriors to a 2022 NBA championship and received NBA Finals MVP. Options are Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, or Michael Jordan. (laughs) Well, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. All right, the correct answer was Steph Curry. If you got it, awesome. You got points. So next question, please. And there is the tally. There is the leaderboard. Scoreboard. So next question. All right. Uh, General Blank led U.S. troops into the Mediterranean theater with an invasion of Casablanca during Operation Torch in 1942. Who is the blank? Joseph Stalin, George Patton, George Washington, and Winston Churchill. All right, 12 people got that right. Good job. George Patton is the correct answer. Next. Ooh, all right, we got some action, some movement. I love it. This player led the Chiefs to a Super Bowl uh, championship and was named Super Bowl MVP. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, or Patrick Mahomes. Some more ones in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 13 people got that one right. I love it. That's good. That's great. Wow, Colton holding on to that lead. Next question. So, blank led by fighting against segregation for voting rights and economic and social justice. James Earl Ray, Elvis Presley, Martin Luther King Jr., or Frank Sinatra. Who was it? Wow, look at that. Unanimous. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. All right, next question. So this team leads the world in FIFA World Cup wins with five championships. Germany, Brazil, England, or Italy? FIFA, that's an international world cup of soccer. This one will be a bracket buster, I'm sure. This isn't our first sport or national sport out here. Oh, so all, that's right. I'm supposed to. 
Brazil, good job, guys. Whoever got that? You wads? I'm sure the wads knew that one. All right, next question. Which artist led the music industry with album sales in the 1980s? Hint, the album title is Thriller. Is it Madonna, ACDC, Bruce Springsteen, or Michael Jackson? See who knows their music. 1980s, folks. So. All right, we got 19 people. Good job. All right, we got a close race there. Next question. Blank leads the box office sales by being the highest grossing movie of all time. So Avatar, Titanic, Avengers Endgame, or The Lion King? Ooh, okay, look at that one. Snuck in there. Avatar was the correct answer. Yeah. Ooh, all right. It can't be Grace. I mean, it can't be. This man leads the Forbes list as world's richest man. Is it Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, or Warren Buffett? It does. This is current, though. So, All right, Elon Musk. Yes, if you picked Elon Musk, you got that one right. Wow, good job. All right, next question. Almost done. This woman leads women's tennis for over 20 years, winning 23 Grand Slams. Is it Venus Williams? Billie Jean King, Serena Williams, or Roger Federer? Can't be him, right? <laughs> well, you never know nowadays. Serena Williams, good job. Look at that. 17 people got it right. Good job. Good job. So I believe this is the last and final question right here. So Blank leads NASCAR with 200 wins and is a seven-time cup champion. Jeff Gordon, Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, or Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy Johnson is actually a NASCAR driver as well. All right, that one shook it up a little bit. Yeah, it was Richard Petty was the right answer. So these are our top three scorers. Rudolph, third place. Uh, Bruh, whoever that is. And not Grace. So sorry, Grace. You didn't win. I'm kidding. Was that you, Gracie? All right, well, you just won yourself a $10 gift card. Rock, second place, you will win one as well. So if you want to come grab this. Who's bruh? Oh, my goodness. Grab one for your brother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
That was a fun game. That was different, right? That was a bit of a surprise. What is Sam doing? What is he going with all this? Like, why are we talking about sports? Well, all of these people, the answers to all these questions, they had one thing in common. They excelled and they mastered their craft or their talent and became leaders to the many that followed. So they became they, they led. They led in every category of whatever they did. They, 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 they perfected their practice, whatever. They put in lots of blood, sweat, and tears into what they did to become who they are. It didn't, they didn't just wake up one day and became successful. No, it took work, and it took lots of work. So just like them, we also can be leaders, um, and I want to ask all of you guys here, raise your hand if you believe you are a leader. Okay, okay, that's a pretty good response. Pretty good response. Most of you raised your hand. Well, to those who didn't raise your hand, let me ask you this. Do you have a younger sibling? Yeah, yeah, many of us do. You're a leader. Do you have a child? Yes, you're a leader. Do you have coworkers? You're a leader. Do you have friends? Most of us do. I I sure hope we all have friends, right? <laughs> you're a leader. <laughs> do you have a wife, a husband? Yes. You're a leader. So, as a matter of fact, many more people observe and follow you than you think. There are people that are looking up to you. We may consider ourselves small, insignificant. Nobody watches me. No one cares about me. No one listens to me. But the fact of the matter is there are always people watching and listening. So you are, in fact, a leader. Every single one of you are a leader. You are a person of influence. You have the ability to sway someone's opinion on things. So we are all, in fact, leaders. So if people are watching and following, which we know that they always do, it means they are being influenced. Influenced by your actions, by your behavior, and your words. So that, that poses the question. I mean, are, are we thinking about what we are doing as leaders? Are we, are we considering our own actions and our behaviors and our words? Um, I know life can be difficult sometimes, and we're going to face some things, and we're going to go through some struggles, some trials. That right there, those struggles and trials, that's an opportunity to be a leader. That's an opportunity to rise above the situation and to just trust in God and say, Jesus, I'm struggling, but I know you're going to get me through, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You got to praise your way into a victory. It's not going to happen on its own. You got to praise your way out of the circumstance and into the victory that God has for you. 
So I want to hear all of you say, I'm a leader. Yes, 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 you said that. I heard you. So can't deny it now. So one thing to know, in order to be a leader, you must first know how to be a servant. As a matter of fact, one way to lead simply is by serving. Um, a servant puts others' needs before their own. That's, that's something that they practice regularly. Um, there's many ways to serve other people. Um, examples, there's uh, being the first to serve someone a plate. When we have a potluck, that's one way to lead right there by being a servant. Being the first to ask someone about their day. I mean, we got to understand there's people that come to church that have been carrying some things that's weighing them down. Let's give them a smile. Let's, let's tell them, like, Jesus loves you. Let's, let's show them the love of God. Let's, let's serve them. They have, the people here have emotional and spiritual needs. We got to step out of our comfort zone. It's not about us. We shouldn't be coming in here and ignoring people. What we need to do is invest into these relationships. So be intentional. Go out of your way. It might be uncomfortable, uh, those walls, those, those barriers. I mean, many of us probably consider ourselves introverts. And that's, you know, unfortunately, that's, we use that as a crutch to not even try. But that's not okay. You know, God's calling us to have relationships with people. We're fishers of men, right? We need to speak to people. We need to reach out. We need to call out. Um, there's um, another way to help is to, to be the first to help someone up. People get knocked down. It could be physically. It could be emotionally. There's many ways someone can fall down from all the baggage they're carrying and all the hazards in life. Be the first to help someone up when they're down. So I got a scripture here, uh, Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 through 28. And uh, Jesus says here that, uh, so Jesus called them over and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. It must not be like that among you. On the contrary, Whoever, oh, sorry, I lost my spot. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus led by serving. That should be our same desire to match that. I mean, truly, we'll never, we're, we're not God. We can't be God, but we should desire to be like God. That should be our intention. That should be our goal. That's what we need to aim for. Amen. So another point here is that leaders don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Are, are you guys perfect? We're not perfect. 
but they have to be willing. Wow, willing. That can be a little tough sometimes. It can be, uh, it can be very difficult, honestly. Um, but we have to be willing to live for Jesus. And that means a few things. This will require bravery and boldness. That's not something that we all excel at or, you know, these are things that you're going to have to invest into your relationship with Christ to, to build on these skills. It doesn't happen overnight, but if you seek God, he will give you that bravery and he will give you that boldness. So just like David stood up to Goliath in defense of the children of Israel, Although he lacked experience, he, he wasn't in the military before, he lacked experience and was clearly mismatched in size. It wasn't a fair fight by any means. It was not. However, he had confidence and trust in the Lord. That didn't happen on accident. That was a relationship with God that he had that is why he was able to overcome the giant. He had trust. So he had that confidence and trust in the Lord. His faith and courage defied the odds. What seemed impossible, it happened. Because there's nothing impossible for God, right? So he honored God with his faith. Wow. That's what I strive for. That's what I desire to have faith like David. I mean, honestly, there's so many situations and circumstances that we face in life that they truly never even come close to having to face a giant. And we, we, we will buckle under pressure. Oh, at work, they're asking me to do this, and I don't believe. And what we're dealing with is nothing compared to that. So what we need to see is that the faith that David had in God was bigger than any situation that came against him. So we need faith like David. So fear, it's going to tell you you're too small, you're insignificant, you're weak, but... Faith says, I can't, and I will. If the Lord is fighting for you, who can stand against you? Not even Goliath, not even the biggest giants on the earth. There's no mountain God can't move. There's no obstacle that he can't help you overcome. This is where we, as people, we our, our human nature is to, to trust in ourselves to control the situations around us. But that's not what God's asking. He's asking, I need you to have faith in me. Do you love me? Do you believe in me? I can say for myself, I do. I love God, and I'm so thankful because I'm truly, I, I've gone through so many obstacles in my life, but... God has always been that light at the end of the tunnel. It may be dark at the moment and you don't see 
you don't see a way out. You don't see the end. You, maybe you can't, you can't picture a miracle happening, but it can and it will. You just got to trust and have faith. Thank you, Lord. Um, another thing, leaders know the source of their strength. David knew what to do. He knew what name to call. He knew what to say when the situation came, when the situation arose with Goliath laughing at him, mocking him. Who's this little man? He's got nothing on me. He knew what to do. So David claimed authority by calling on the name of the Lord. So like David, if we just call on the name of Jesus, there is nothing God can't do for us. Praise the Lord. So we got another scripture in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. So behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Emphasis is power. God is power. We need that power from God to conquer these giants that we face in our life. We can't do it alone. We need the power that only comes from God. Sure, the enemy has power, but that power doesn't even get come close to the power of God. So, how about this? Maybe you have a coworker that's trying to persecute you. I know as a Christian, sometimes we face challenges like that. Sometimes people don't respect our faith. They, don't, they, they mock us. That's something I've dealt with personally at work. They mock us. Um, that is when you call on the name of Jesus. Maybe you have a child that's lost his way. Call on the name of Jesus. Maybe your marriage is crumbling. Call on the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, I have a scripture in Psalms uh, 124, verse 8, please. So our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Aren't you guys glad to know that we have help? We're not meant to handle all this alone. We have a way, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? We have help. I'm thankful in knowing that. All the baggage I'm dealing with from work or, or from life, I don't have to do it by myself. I have a way, a key. I have a key to life, and that is Jesus. I have another scripture in Psalm chapter 33, verse 20. Does anyone agree that God is just so helpful? 
I know that not we won't we don't see it all the time because sometimes God operates in, in in this thing called time where we need to be patient, right? We got to let God do what he does best, but he always helps. So Psalms chapter 33 verse 20 says, our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Not only is he our help, he's our shield. He's our defense mechanism. He protects us. He doesn't only want to help you. He wants to protect you. So we're blessed and highly favored to have a God that would go to that, that, those lengths for his children. So why go through it alone when we have a God that wants to help us? Praise God. So us as leaders, we need to know the opposition, the opponent. We, we see it everywhere. We see it all over TV. We see it going to the, mall, to the, to the, the shopping centers. You see sin everywhere. And with that, I'm going to read uh, 2 Corinthians Ten, chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, please. Oh, that's Chronicles. It's all right. I, I do got it right here. So, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. I mean, I know not all of us here have the same personality, but I can speak for myself when I say my thought, I don't have the privilege of just shutting this thing on and off. This thing never stops right here. And sometimes it can be a real torture device, but, right, but, but when I, I read this scripture and it reminds me that God has the power to shut this thing off. If I just bring this to God, if I tell God this is what's, what I'm going through, this is what I'm thinking, God has the power to tear that, those thoughts down to, to, uh, to bring into captivity. Praise God. So, so this is also in the form of mental manipulation where we see that happening in our world everywhere. Mental manipulation and spiritual warfare that we are seeing in our schools, our workplace, and our society. <sighs> Sin's out there, folks. We we got this. Is you know it's it's happening. It's it, this this that mental manipulation has has been used by the enemy, and it's been used so successfully. But that's where we need to remember there is a way to fight that mental manipulation. It's the name of Jesus. The Jesus can bring captivity into those thoughts. No one's too far gone. No one. 
There is power in the name of Jesus. So I have a scripture also in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, please. Ephesians 6, verse 12. Uh, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Don't underestimate the power of the enemy. For the enemy, he doesn't sleep. He doesn't rest. He's, he sees an opportunity. He's going he's gonna to move on it. But overestimate the power of God. So whatever you have made up in your mind that, you know, God is powerful, but he's even more powerful than you think. For he never gets tired. God has endurance. Never gets tired. So Pharaoh isn't the only one with a hardened heart, just like it happened in Exodus, right? He's not the only one with a hardened heart. If we're not careful, that will happen to us. But we don't let God in. Where we're, we're starting to put walls up and we're, just, we're in disbelief that we, we don't want to trust. Many have given up. Many have lost hope. And many have no faith. We need Jesus to break those hardened hearts and to make it whole again. And only Jesus can do that. We try fixing it on our own sometimes. uh, Many people, they'll they'll see counseling, which I'm not speaking against counseling. I'm I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is they're trying to take the control and they're trying to do it themselves. Instead of trusting in a power that is proven, instead of trusting in someone who, is, who, is, who uh, has made a way time and time again, they want to they run to the solutions of this world. But you can't compare that to God because it doesn't even come close. All right, another thing leaders do is that they inspire. So we're going to read Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. Okay, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another. In showing honor, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. That can be a tough one, right? Being patient in tribulation. But we got to do it. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Wow, that love of God. I mean, that's truly something great. I mean, this is what God is asking us to do. Be real. Be genuine. Be intentional. Go out of your way. So this is an unconditional kind of love. And these long kids, they know it very well because I've, I've really seared that into their brains. <laughs> and they, they do great. They do great. They've come a long way. <laughs> so we must detest the evil works of the enemy. 
also known as sin. Even if it's an unpopular belief in today's cancel culture, right? You stand up against what's, what, what, what's wrong to us. We're the bad guys. That's, that's, the, that's the picture they're painting of us, right? But we got to stick to the truth. Cling to the word of God, the unfailing truth that is our roadmap to heaven. So love by this world's standards, it's to love thyself. Right? Where they praise, you know, they praise all these things about uh, uh, unhealthy lifestyles. That's what they do. That's, that's what they've led us to believe, right? But the love of God teaches us to love our brothers just as Christ loved us. It's not about loving ourselves. It's about loving Jesus and loving souls. We got to have eagerness and boldness in spirit to serve the Lord. Remember our source of hope. Endure the trials that are to come. Never cease to pray. I'm going to say that again. Never cease to pray. Serve the saints of the church. Be diligent and attentive to find ways to help. There's always ways to help in the church. All of us are good at something. If you see a need, it's an opportunity to be intentional and show the love of Christ. Humility is a muscle. That's something you work at. Right? Ask Isaac. He's got many muscles. Look at that guy. That took work. So it must be exercised to become stronger over time. So if we took humility as serious as Isaac takes working out, we'd all be bodybuilders. That's right. We see you, bro. You're working out hard. Let's go. So leaders are resilient. They're resilient. Get up when you get knocked down because it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. The seasons and trials, you know, they're going to come. But get up. Don't lose sight. There will be seasons and trials. There will be failures. There will be disappointments. But as long as we have our foundation of repentance, the comeback will be greater than the downfall. Moses never lost sight of what mattered. He endured rebellion of the children of Israel in the wilderness. He could have given up on them. He could have been like, forget these guys. They're never going to see what I, well, they're, not, they're never going to get to have a relationship with God. They don't care. They just care about themselves. He could have done that. He could have. But he took the high road. He trusted in God. Through all of this he remained obedient to God. His faith never wavered. So, like Moses, us leaders, we need to claim the authority. We must lead under the authority of Christ. Let's not get it wrong. The authority isn't ours. The authority belongs to Christ. When we are under submission and obedience to Christ, the authority gets placed on us. After all, the Lord gives and takes away. 
We need to renew our relationship with God every day. God's invitation is for all of us to take hold of his authority. If you need strength when you are weak, God's got it. You need healing when you are sick, God's got it. You need a blessing in times of financial crisis, inflation. I mean, come on, folks. God's got it. It's not about me. It's about he. God's got it. He must increase. I must decrease. Leaders know the goal. We all have goals in life. I know what my goal is. I want to I wanna, I wanna make it to heaven. I want to spend eternity with God. So as leaders, our objective is to lead people to Jesus. It's not to glorify ourselves, but to glorify Christ. God does not exist to make a big deal about us, but we exist to make a big deal about him. He's the goal, everybody. He's how we make it. Uh, we're going to read Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. Thank you, Brother Cliff. You're awesome. I appreciate you. Uh, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. That's the goal, folks. That's the goal, to make it to heaven. We ought to pursue it. It's not just going to fall in our lap. It's going to take work. You're going to get knocked down, but you got to get back up. You got to stay on the path. Don't be led astray by the things of this world. Stay on course. That's the goal. Making it to heaven. So let me ask you this. Who here believes they are a leader? That's it. I did my job. Praise God. Leaders are not born. With the exception of Jesus, of course, they are created. God desires to use you. He knows you are a light in the darkness. He believes in you more maybe than you even believe in yourself. But he believes in you. He believes in your ability to impact those around you. After all, we are Jesus' hands and feet, right? The gospel doesn't move unless we do our part to move it, right? He is our present help in time of need. Don't forget, folks, let's lead with authority. We need the authority of Christ in our life. So... If there's anything that you take away, you guys are all leaders. I want every single one of you to know that. And you are significant. You are important, and you can do it. So thank you for uh, listening to me for <laughs> rant. Um, but I am just honored and blessed to be able to speak to you guys. I love each and every single one of you. So... If I can have someone pray for us to dismiss, uh, Brother Steve Clemson, would you be so kind?